Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Last we left the Jenks squad, they were dealing with the remnants of the Githyanki attack on Waterdeep, still in their flashback sequence. Fleeple still dealing with the uneasy uh, contract, lack of contract that he has between him and Malamara, and just trying to repair some of that relationship, uh, delved into some personal questions on how she got the sword while Lance continued to interrogate the Githyanki warrior that had was still alive from the attack upstairs. Cleaning up as much of the mess that they could, they cleaned up the swords, cleaned up one of the Githyanki, continued that interrogation while Mal set about and continued to carve the scales, claws, and teeth from the dragon. It was decided that the Githyanki would be let go, and the Githyanki made it clear, abundantly clear, that not only was it above his decision to stop or continue these raids, but that these raids were critical in the eyes of the Githyanki. That these swords in particular had power beyond what may be commonly known. And the fact that this sword was tied to, not necessarily to Mal, but to Air 2 specifically, worried the Githyanki race enough, worried the leader enough, to call these continued raids and these brazen attacks to retrieve it. Well... After letting the Githyanki go, and with Mal continuing carving up the dragon, she was given another boon by Air 2 as she continued to prove her worthiness as the champion of Air 2. And that is where we join on this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. So, Jank Squad, you've had an eventful month here in this flashback sequence. Let's jump back to the present here. As each of you... For whatever reason, however you came to be thinking about this, Lance, even you, yourself, even though you are intently focused on this individual you've identified in the Council of Waterdeep, all of you were brought back to these events that had happened all within the past month while the Council is still deliberating, while the Council is now wrapping up at this point. Uh, things have seemed to be, be finishing up. Leosin just quickly rushes over to you and go, all right, Jake Scott, just want to um, arrange a... Are, are you sure you'd like to go up north for your mission? I reckon so. All right, I just wanted to confirm before I announced it before everybody, and you you wanted to change your mind, so all right, if that's, if that's the case, then we will proceed forth. Okay, sounds good. Okay, I'm just going to say this. Is it all right if I do something that kind of blows things up? Not terribly blows things up, but... Cool. You know... The past few episodes have been so calm that I know. You know I don't see but why. But I'm so fetching tired around this dancing around this spy. Is everyone okay if I just do something drastic? Yes. When have any of us ever asked permission to do I know, that? but I just I don't want to I don't well, want to like I mean <laughs> is it really so out of character for Jacob to be the one who asks permission? Yeah. Would keep in mind though that we do all still have pass without trace cast on us. Oh, cuz we were going to follow the dude. I totally forgot all that crap. You're just, you're just gonna throw throw like throw the poison dagger at him from across the room. Uh, no, it wasn't gonna be that drastic. I'm you just do so you. tired of this. I trust you. <laughs> okay. 
Wait, 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 wait. I feel, I just feel bad that he cast past all the trace, but I'm going to just do something that totally ignores hey, that. Hey, dog, I've, I've got spell slots. Don't you worry. Live your life. Well, Leosin is beginning to speak to the council and just saying, in conclusion, the Jenk squad will be um, pursuing the Drakhorn going up north, and so we will be uh, getting needing supplies from the um, Magician's Alliance, or, or rather the, the Magic Skilled, and uh, uh, getting any additional information that we uh, may need there. Um, and uh, without any other requests, without anything else, Your Majesty... And all of you leaders, I wish to thank you for a wonderful, successful first council. Yeah! <laughs> Let's just shout it. <laughs> and pointing, actually, he has his bow notched now at the guy. What? Whoa! Uh, bow's notched, and uh, immediately the king's guards they run over to you. Uh, there are some magic users in the room that stand up. Lance, I need you to roll some saving throws, actually. Oh, boy. Malfoy will just stand there stunned. Uh, we're not with him. He's he's an independent patient. <laughs> oh, boy. We don't have a contract. Don't worry. I need you to roll. Let's do a wisdom saving throw first. Wisdom saving throw. Natural 20. Oh. And I need you to do one more wisdom saving throw, actually. Wisdom. 19. Okay. As you feel magic coursing over your body, you shrug it off and maintain your grip on your bow as the room goes instantly on high alert as um, people start drawing out shields, drawing out swords. Magic users are ducking or standing up. Some are muttering. One is drawing a rune on his forehead and smacks it and it ignites his body in this bluish hue. And two guards are standing with massive shields directly in front of the king and kneeling down and directly in front of your direction. And the the main guard in the room goes, How dare you draw a weapon in the presence of the king? Well, I'm not aiming at him, am I? It is forbidden to draw a weapon in front of the king in Waterdeep. How dare you? I order you to sheathe it now! Not till we get to the bottom of this spy for the cult. Uh, there is some buzz as the one who is you have your arrow trained on is still silent and has a look of surprise on their face. And they are stiff, they are not moving, and they they are just staring directly at you, Lance. They are scared, and because you've been looking at them the whole council, you know that this scared is speaks through the facade a little bit to you at least. Like, it's not all part of the facade. The leader of the Harpers stands up from a, at the top and goes, Ladies and gentlemen, if you will allow me to, dis- to discuss with Lance... I pray I can defuse this situation. Lance Thaler, as the leader of the Harper organization, I guarantee that I will throw my weight towards you to see this situation through. But please, we ask that you lower your bow. Remove your weapons for the time being so that we may discuss what is the matter. Lance will kind of look around, realizing, man, 
doing a fleeple is hard. (laughs) 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 And he will just like kind of realizing because Lance is just getting so tired of the pompousness of it all. He's just that's why he did it. He's just like, this is so stupid. I'm so tired of dancing around these things. He will like look toward the leader of the Harpers. And she's starting to walk down the steps and she goes, Lance Thalen, I beg of you, please lower your weapon, remove your weapons so that we may discuss this without any harm or injury coming to you or anyone else in this room. Lance will unnotch the bow, put it on his back, but just obviously keep an eye on this guy. I'm just rubbing Lance's shoulders. No, don't worry, you got this sport. We'll, sh- we'll shout over to what's the what's the Lord's Alliance guy that we know, what's his name? Antafrum. I'll just like kind of as I'm notching it up be like Antafrum, who is this company you keep? What this individual over here? <laughs> this is just Gregor. Gregor! He's been with us for years. He's been here uh, uh, helping out. He, he even assisted me with uh, uh, one of the white dragons up near the spine of the north. <laughs> he and I, we've been through uh, some thick and thin in some situation here. Isn't that right, Gregor? And Gregor, for the first time, speaks up and goes, <laughs> Yes, that's right, Anfar. Uh, I, uh, I apologize. Didn't mean to uh, cause such... Draw such attention to myself as he has such a quizzical look as he's looking to Anthar and the rest of the room sort of apologetically like, <laughs> apologize. I <laughs> uh, didn't mean to cause a ruckus here. I, I don't believe I did anything to cause a ruckus. Uh, yes, yes, of course, of course, Gregor. Uh, you, uh, Master Ladstalen, why do you ask? Lance will, just as he's kind of looking toward the Harper leader who's probably still walking down toward it, be like, if Gregor is not a threat, then, to this council, cast zone of truth about him and ask him. The king stands up. Lansalen, it is a serious, serious request you have put upon someone that you have just threatened to kill. I cannot in good consciousness allow a zone of truth to be implemented without proof evidence or a further explanation be given okay i'm i'm tired of this i'm tired of the stupid pompous way we dance about our emotions okay he's a cult member he's a spy for it i've seen spies i've been a spy he has kept notes on every proceeding that we've done he's kept track of everything we've done i mean look at the guy If I'm wrong, great. Cast me out of the council. Arrest me. Send me away for years. Oh no. Poor me. One of the guards that has quickly moved close to the jank squad mutters under his breath. There may be time for that. Uh, All of that uh, after all this. Just to himself, not to anybody in particular, but Mal and Fleeple at the very least hear that while Lance is spouting that at the top of his lungs. At this point, the leader of the Harper, she uh, comes down and she goes, Lance Thalen, it is a very serious request to ask for a zone of truth. You say he's a spy. I understand. We are all looking around for spies around us. But this council is designed for us to trust one another. Now, we did not allow people to enter willy-nilly. The Harpers, as well as the King, as well as all of our organizations here, 
only sought the very best and what we deem to be the most trustworthy as we hear. But you are saying that trust may be besmirched or may have been deceived? I mean, just listen to yourselves. We've been spending hours debating even if this cult is a threat, even with ample evidence presented to us. Of course they'd be able to sneak into such a highly secure, precious, oh, only the trusted of the trusted. They've broken into every part of society, and we're just too ignorant and blind to see it because we think we're the best, and how could this ever happen to us? Well, guess what? We all get fooled. Uh, at that, there's uh, some mutters from the uh, the whole chamber, and um, people are starting to whisper to each other, and uh, certain factions are starting to look to one another uh, and look within their own faction. And instead of uh, uh, speaking to one another, they are sort of huddling up a little bit. Uh, and Leosin runs over and goes, Lansdale, yes, of course. Of course there are... We know the dangers of the Court of the Dragon, but surely this is a time to come together to attack and to uh, fight them. It's not one to uh, sow dissension amongst our own ranks once we've just begun that mission, is it? Do you feel that is is something that um, we should uh, break apart before we even begin? I don't mean to break apart the unity we're trying to gain here, if he is a member of the cult, let's just entertain that for a second, and we just base it all on trust, and then go our separate ways, we're screwed at the very start. If he is a spy, then they know everything by the time we unconvene the council and disband it. That is what I'm worried about. The best time to strike our plan is at the very beginning. Leosin, I wish as much as anybody else for this chain to be strong and supple, but if one of the links is faulty, then the chain can't be strong. From up in the rafters from the Lord's Alliance, one of the women who spoke earlier and goes, By your logic, you yourself could be one of those weak chains. Great! Cast zone of truth on me! I'm fine with it! Certainly ones as, as confident as yourself would have answers practiced and rehearsed. Uh, no, no, your, your, uh, your idea of casting Zonal Truth on everybody in here would just open up more dissension, more distrust. Wouldn't you agree? As she looks around to the uh, room and uh, looks for acknowledgement, recognition, whatever it may be. Some are not really reacting. Uh, some are slowly nodding their heads while others are just kind of like looking at those nodding their heads being like, what? What are you talking about? Like, no, that wouldn't cause more, like, mistrust. <laughs> I mean, if if I'm being completely honest, like, the people who don't want Zone of Truth seems a little bit sketchy to me. I mean, what's wrong with truth? I volunteer to have cast the Zone of Truth cast on me. I have nothing to hide from this council. Ex- excellent. Uh, uh, look, we, we are, are appreciative. If we are, if we truly are to rely on the Jank Squad as our as our strike team, perhaps it would be in our best interest to ensure that these are not um, weak links, as uh, the mystery, uh, as um, the Lady of the Lords Alliance spoke over here, and to really instill that truth and comfort, trust and confidence in the council itself. Of course, yes, that, that would be a, a magnificent idea. And the leader of the Harpers, she speaks up. But to require 
the zone of truth upon every member of this council. It would just be impossible, and I'm sure we would get those who would not agree, but would still be those that we could trust. I, for one, would not agree for a zone of truth to protect my own organization. Is that the Harper person? The Harp, yeah, the leader of the Harpers. And the king. And I think it goes without saying that I myself would could not agree to a zone of truth. I'm going to raise my hand. Sorry, I'm confused. We only want to cast zone of truth on one person. But to require it of one who has no evidence brought against him other than suspicion, who's to say that that suspicion couldn't be cast on even those that as high status as the king of Waterdeep himself. So let me get this straight. You're willing to trust us with one of the most important missions of this council, and yet at the same time, can't trust us to be able to track out a spy in a cult that we have been dealing with for months that most of you didn't even think was a threat or existed. Somehow we're trusted with the gravest task, and yet a simple task, finding a spy. We're just cast aside. Nobody is casting your opinions aside. You do have valuable intel on the Cult of the Draken. And yes, you do have insight into who could be a spy. But to require someone who may be a spy to submit to a zone of truth, surely that would bring tremendous results. Well, have we asked him? Mal gestures out to the crowd. What say you? Will you take the zone of truth? I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling very uh, put on trial here for no reason. I, I uh, am merely That's was not my taking... question. My question is, are you willing to take the zone of truth? Or are you trying uh, to hide no, something? No, I'm, I'm not willing to take the zone of truth right now, as there is no... I'm not put under trial, so and there's no need something. for me to... I am tr- I'm not hiding anything. I was taking notes from my organization here. I, I think better when things are down. The Harper uh, leader of the organization, she speaks up. She goes, what I mean to say is you do have valuable expertise and you may have knowledge that we don't on how to pick out a spy for the Cult of the Dragon. But because we don't have that experience... And because we have all just begun and just commissioned you to be the adventuring party for this council, in order for us to be convinced, we would need additional evidence. Evidence we would hope that you would be able to provide and to bring to us so that we can know and be imparted with that knowledge that you have. We don't wish to dismiss, but we are merely ignorant where you could be expert cool so sounds like you trust us and as leaders of our own organizations and the council and the city of waterdeep we cannot allow us to take the word for something so serious as forcing somebody into a zone of truth without their consent without that proper evidence and without that proper knowledge being given unto us. Gotcha. Anthar, can I talk to you after this meeting is over? Yes, I think that would be wise for all of us to speak. 
and he is not as jovial as he was a little bit ago. Uh, Leosin steps up. Ah, yes. Ah, as we were just about to close before, it appears that we have um, some matters to attend to uh, outside of this council. Uh, I wish to um, invite Gregor Antharfroom uh, and uh, the uh, Magic Guild uh, to stay behind uh, to where we can go into breakout rooms and to, and to uh, continue these discussions and preparations for the meeting forward. Uh, otherwise, we will be in contact with the rest of the council. Uh, with the king's permission, I announce this council officially adjourned. And slams a gavel onto the wood. And the council starts to disperse. Gregor goes over to Antharfrum and uh, is whispering to him. Antharfrum whispers to him. The king departs. The leader of the Harpers, she comes to you, Lance Thalen, and she grips your arm gently, and she comes in close, and she goes, Is he really a spy? Yeah. He is. Yes. Thanks for backing me up there. She looks up at Gregor and Anthar, and she, uh, her aide comes over and goes, uh, my lady, we have an uh, appointment. She goes, cancel the appointment. I'm joining the meeting. And she stays by you, Lance, and she goes, I'm inclined to believe you. Now let's see how we can rat him out, shall we? This is pathetic. <laughs> Lance is so tired of these egos of, oh my gosh. Uh, do you mutter this is pathetic? Not to her directly, no. It's just kind of like a breath to himself. But what I do say to her is, how does anybody trust anybody in these big, highfalutin situations? <sighs> There's a reason why this council took months and months to get together, and why Leosin has been so stressed lately, and why the Harpers are taking great lengths to gather all the valuable information we possibly can before we even called the council together. It is exhausting and it is brain burning, but great things can be done if they're done right and if we can uh, get the right people in the right room. Well, let's um, get into the right room then, I suppose. Yes, I agree. Let's uh, get Anthar, Gregor, and the rest of us into the right room here. At this point, Anthar walks up and, go, and she goes, Anthar, thank you. Thank you so terribly much. Not only for your support in the council, but for meeting. It's been too long since we've met with each other. And politics ensue, just for a brief time here. But she speaks with uh, Anthar, he speaks with her, and they uh, talk about times and uh, uh, missions. And it's, it's exactly what uh, Lance Thalen despises about bigger cities, Waterdeep, and probably one reason why he hates Waterdeep so much compared to Neverwinter. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Mal, you are very bored. This is not you're you're uh, you're you, you haven't been filling this a lot, but you're actually itching to go outside. You're like, I feel like this room's too stuffy for me, type of a thing. She'll lean up against the wall next to the door and just have her arms crossed as she's listening to the conversation. And Zaza is just lazily draped across your uh, shoulder with the tail flickering in front of you. And as all of you are ushered into uh, the same room that you had uh, before that that you all met with Leucin before the meeting. 
And as we're walking in, I just go up to Anthar and I'm like, I'm terribly sorry for this inconvenience here, just as a, a token of gratitude. And I hand him a confit duck leg. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he just looks at it, looks up at you. He bursts into the biggest smile and goes, Oh, you little rascal. I knew I liked you. And just literally like pins your whole head inside of his uh, armpit and just sort of like, uh, while he's eating the, the, the leg. Yes, it goes particularly well with the Bryn Shander stout. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> this is delicious. You know, this reminds me of... His spirits are uh, quite high right now. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Give him a good old, good old leg to munch on and he's good for a little bit there, so... And as you all uh, be, are ushered into the room, uh, you look at Gregor, who is a little nervous, but a formidable individual who is in gleaming uh, plate armor, has a very nice long sword at his side and a shield strapped to his back. Short but wavy blonde hair that is... Uh, cresting over his eyebrows and his eyes. His eyes are bright blue, and um, as he smiles, all of his teeth just shimmer as he smiles, uh, almost uh, magically or iridescently <laughs> as he smiles. Uh, he goes, but he, he does have a little bit of nerves on him as you all come into the room. And the leader of the Harper, she goes, Well, first and foremost, uh, Leosin, before any further, well done. This was... A great success for us, and I applaud you, not only in uh, the time and sacrifices you took to get this meeting set up, but all of the time and sacrifices to initially root out the Cult of the Draken. I think we have you and Anthar Froom, I believe, to assist and help with some of that, and Anthar goes, Wah. Leosin, he did most of the hard work. He did all. He did most of the legwork here. I just helped in once he had done all the difficult stuff. <laughs> and I ate most of his food. <laughs> As he slaps his leg and takes another huge bite out um, of, of the leg. At this. Uh, Leosin goes, ha, yes. He's going to take a step back as he's drained from this whole experience. Remy, she speaks up and goes, well, I wish to discuss a few matters, not only how the Lord's Alliance can be of critical aid to the Harpers over the next uh, little bit here, but Gregor, I apologize for this. Uh, it has been uh, brought into question, uh, your status of the Order of the Gauntlet, but also um, that you are a spy for the Cult of the Dragon. Um, we do very seriously, tonal shift immediately, take any advice and any words that are spoken of by the Jinx Squad with utmost seriousness in the Harper organization. However, your association with Anthar Froom and our trust in him as well is a reason why we're having this meeting and not immediately pulling you in as a spy and charging you. So, Gregor, I hope you are sufficiently quaking your boots so that you may then allow yourself to describe why you are or are not a spy for the cult of the dragon. And at this, she sits down in the plump, nice chair, uh, leans back a little bit as she crosses her legs and stares at him expectantly. As the room has gone dead silent, all eyes on Gregor, and Gregor staring at each of you. Um, 
All right then. Um, I I I am Gregor. <clears throat> I I am Gregor. I have been with the Order of the Gauntlet for five years now. Um, during that time, uh, I have uh, been working to provide Anthoff Room and others uh, aid in our holy missions and holy quests. Uh, Anthar has really uh, taken a liking to uh, slaying chromatic dragons, which is one reason why I've worked with him so much in the past. I uh, I, uh, studied and was obsessed with dragons dragons when I was young and uh, really enjoyed uh, taking up the uh, heroic mantle to um, slay dragons and possibly save princesses. But that portion is neither here nor there. I uh, wish to state here and foremost that I am not a spy for the cult of the dragon. Insight check. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, everybody. Roll that insight check. No joke. That is a natural 20. Uh, No. I rolled a 19. So... Oh, we're Ooh. reading this guy like what? I also rolled a 19. Oh! Wow! <laughs> we're inside his crap. Oh. Yeah, I got 26 total. 26, 26 total, Lance? Yeah, I rolled, I rolled a 19, add to my insight. Yeah. I rolled a 19, wow. and I have a plus zero to insight, so 19. Wow. As he says this one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you glean his entire backstory. <laughs> no. It's everything that he said beforehand and leading up to that sentence that you're inciting. You're inciting how he's standing. You're inciting that uh, how he is holding himself, uh, carrying himself, how he's uh, nervously gripping the pommel of the sword. It's clear that this man is nervous. It's clear that this uh, is um, not his comfort zone. Uh, it wouldn't be anybody's comfort zone except for a practiced thief, practiced liar, uh, one who could easily get themselves out of this situation, right? And Mal, uh, he says that, and you're like, mm. you, you, you turn on your, like, truth detector sense, and you're like, mm. oh, man. <sighs> Nothing really hard to pierce if he's lying or not. Uh, it could be because he is so dang nervous. But Fleeple and Lance, with your 26 and a 27, you are almost tuning out what he's saying to dive deeper. If you could see past the words he's saying, Fleeple and Lance, if you could use the words he's saying to help you paint the picture, both of you approaching it from different angles and different perspectives. It, it comes from how you view the world. Lance, what people say are very is very important because it tells you the lies they're trying to tell you. And Fleeple, what people tell you is not as important as who they are underneath. And so you try to pierce that mask. I imagine both of you just side by side, sort of dissecting Gregor step by step, either by the word words he's saying and painting your own image of him or Fleeple as you are almost like pulling off the the yellow wig uh, and uh, sort of trying to dive in deep and see who they are. You're piercing through and you're seeing not only this nervousness, but you're seeing underneath the ambition, the person, 
the uh, individual who is who has spent years working towards this goal. You see uh, that they are not only nervously gripping their pommel, but the right hand has never left their satchel that is on their side, uh, that has never twitched once, it has never moved, and you see that they've positioned themselves to where, although their back isn't to the door, they can partially see the door to some degree, and you see that there is more to this person and how they stand, who they are, and what they're doing, and when they say, I am not a spy for the cult of the dragon, both of you go, he's lying. In response to that, I can can I just vomit in response to that? <laughs> <laughs> just like try to induce vomit. Just just like dry heaving. And uh, uh, you could yeah, you could pretend to vomit or just start dry heaving, yes. <laughs> yeah, and after I like regain my composure, I just go <clears throat> vomit didn't like that very much. And <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, oh, okay, okay. Uh Flipple's not actually suddenly ill. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Alright, Lance is thinking to himself, okay, I tried to do the obvious thing. I tried to pull the fleeple. It's hard to be a fleeple. So, I'm gonna go <laughs> back to being a Lance, because I'm not good at the other one. And Lance will just kind of shake his head and go like, this is ridiculous that you believe this crap. And he will purposely like fling open the door wide and walk out, turn the corner, and as soon as he does he will cast invisibility and he will sneak back into the room uh, while the door is kind of doing the slow closing as it has been slammed. Pass without trace. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Sounds mm-hmm. good. I need you to roll a stealth check then. All right. And that will be with advantage. I already have advantage for multiple boots, reasons. But it gives me plus 10. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pass without trace does give you plus 10. 30. <laughs> As you go to leave, was it Remy? Yes. She goes, Lance Thalen, I ask you, I ask, Lance, please. Filippo, can you go get Lance, please? (sighs) Yes, I'll go see if I can find him. He's slipperier than an eel. And I'm just going to turn back towards Gregor and just be like, don't worry, buddy. You'll be fine. You'll, you'll be okay. And I'm going to slip out the door. And Lance has already slipped back in at this point. So, mm-hmm. One thing real quick, though, looking at his hand that has been near his satchel, is there like any evidence of maybe somebody trying to cover up a cultist tattoo? Hmm... No, not the way that like it would be ingrained on the hand, like like you've seen previously, like tattooed. Like although they do have a gauntlet, some of those tattoos go all the way up to the fingers, and this uh, hand is exposed. It's just like resting on the satchel itself, like making sure that they always have their hand on the satchel itself. Okay, so yeah, he. Yeah, I guess it makes sense that he wouldn't be like overtly displaying a tattoo of indicting him as a member <laughs> of the cult of the dragon. <laughs> It's fair. It's fair. Right? Right? At this, a fleeple, we'll say that you uh, you try to find Lance for some time, but not, not like two hours. I was going to say that as like fleeple's leaving, I imagine it's at the same time as Lance is ducking in. K- 
can Lance give Fleeple the secret signal that we have to keep secret to let him know, like, oh, I see what you're doing there. With you being invisible? Yeah, it's an it's an audible signal. I'll let that little bit of knowledge, yeah. But it's like, but he does it in such a sneaky way, because I rolled a 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so secret that nobody else hears it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like a dog whistle, but it's for cobalt ears. <laughs> Yeah, sure. We're <laughs> we're getting all sorts of layers here in this uh, this here interrogation. So sure, sure. We we've confirmed that it's audible, mm-hmm. so that's a good confirmation. Uh, let's move forward. Yeah, and now that Fleeple knows that he's not going to find Lance anywhere out here, he just like goes to an alcove. He's he's exhausted too, and he just pulls out like an entire apple pie from his satchel and just starts eating it. With him out of the room, though, I don't have pass without a trace anymore. No, everybody does. I thought it's yeah. within, you have to stay within a certain space of you. Yeah, I cast it within a certain range, but after that point, you're good to go. At this time, uh, it's just Mal, Remy, Gregor, and Onthar from what everybody else knows in the room. And Onthar grows, Remy, I can vouch for Gregor. I've worked with him, brought him on some holy escapades. We, why, we've... We've raided Yuanti temples together. We've we've cleansed that poison from parts of Faerun together. To have him be the cult of the dragon when such magic was plentiful, such cult, uh, some occult knowledge was just laying out there in the open for him. It just wouldn't make sense. And Remy goes, I understand, Onthar. It doesn't make sense to my, me either. But Leucin trusts the Jank Squad. As do we, as she looks to you, Malamara. As do we. There's a lot of unknowns here. There's a lot of um, just information that we don't have. All right? As was stated multiple times, not only by Leosin, myself, and by Lance himself. We didn't even know that the Cult of the Dragon was infiltrated and moving so far west and east and what their intentions were, and that they had even changed over the past few years. And now look how far they've gotten because of that ignorance. Gregor, I apologize. We have to see every avenue through. Is there any distinct evidence that you can give us that you are not a member of the Cult of the Dragon? As they're having this conversation, Lance is with his, his invisibility and sneaking. I'm going to go by Malamara... And I'm going to try in the softest, because whispering, even in this room, this room is like so deadly silent that it's not great. Do you have like pen or any like? Parchment? I would imagine, yeah. I will try and like get out some, some parchment or yeah, something that will be invisible. They I begin guess, speaking in the it. secret sign language that yes, only exactly. the two of yeah. them. So. Thomas, I send oh, her. No, she can't I send her him. the other secret <laughs> signal that means this. No, I'm sorry. No. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> Signing water into her hand. Yeah. It's like, it's, oh man. Oh my gosh. Real quick, I, I do need to crunch squad myself. I looked up the sage advice, and the intention is you're only meant to benefit while you are within the spell's radius. So Fleeple knowing that beforehand is, he's just going to plop down right outside the room and just start eating his pie. Yeah, Lance will get out a piece of parchment and just write, get his hand out of his pocket. And will almost like very lightly kind of nudge her. And as he does, he also pulls away and drops the paper on the ground for her to kind of see clearly something in front of her. Mal will look down and see the paper, look around, lean down and pick it up 
open it up. Reed, get his hand out of the pocket. Isn't he? I thought he had one hand on his palm and one on his bag. I thought his hand was in the bag. That's why I did this whole thing. No, it's just on the bag. Okay, so that's that's the message I meant. To, I thought the hand was in the bag. So the message means to to get his hand off the bag. Great. So Mal reads in the note, get his hand off the bag. And she's going to assume it's probably from Lance. And so in her half-orc bluntness is literally, she's going to go walk right between Leosin and Remy? Is that her name? Remy, the, the Harper uh, yeah, leader. Yeah. So she's going to just beeline it right between them, walk right up to Gregor, and I assume it's probably his right hand. She's going to reach for it and grab his right hand and raise it into the air. Oh, boy. Well, so while you're, like, walking up, Gregor and Onthar goes, Gregor's like, you know me, Onthar. You know why I would never, I would never be a, a, a spy. Like, to, to have this, like, I understand discretion and I have to, uh, listen, Gregor, listen. We're getting it all figured out, all right? Look, uh, it could have happened to anybody from any organization. Uh, personally, I wish it would have happened to somebody from the Lord's Alliance. But And this is exactly the moment where you grab uh, his hand and hold it up and go, Malamaris, wh- what are you doing? Like, let go of my hand. As she's doing all of that, Lance knowing like, oh, she's doing this literally. <laughs> Lance will like sneak onto the other side around the table and as soon as she like raises his hand and everyone's focused on Mal, Lance will try and pickpocket him, his bag specifically. Mal has him by the wrist and is holding the hand with all her strength just in the air because she read that as he needs to see the hand, not that he's going to do something with the bag. So her focus is on keeping that hand in the air basically at all costs. So she's creating a great distraction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check. Uh, Fleeple, you hear this from outside the door. Uh, everyone's going, Mal, stop, Mal, please stop. You don't have a weapon pulled out, so no one's, like, jumping towards you. But Gregor's, like, trying to rip his hand out of yours, and he's pretty, he's, he's a little strong, you know? And you're like, eh, I'm not as strong as me. But he's like, let let go of me, Malamara. Let, let go of me, please. Let go. I will answer your questions. Just please don't accost me and humiliate me. I can't. I just, I have to just hold, I'm just right here. I hear all of this going on. And I'm just like, ooh, I'm looking for Lance right now. <laughs> Take another bite of my pie. <laughs> He's just sitting in the hallway with his pie. Lance. <laughs> not my Lance. circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> just looking yeah. down each, each corridor. Lance. <laughs> right. Going to find Lance, I found this pie. I named Lance. Just scrumptious. <laughs> Lance, what was your uh, sleight of handshake? Uh, so, wait, is there an advantage to it with being invisible, or is it just me rolling? Yeah, we'll, straight, s- we'll say it's advantage because okay. you're invisible and the distraction. That is 26. <sighs> okay. What are you hoping to pull or find in here? I am reaching into the satchel, and I am just grabbing... I mean, it will be basically like a two-second feel around, and then one where I grab... Whatever I'm feeling in there, if you could describe a couple of the things in the in like a two second, like probably I'm touching like one or two things max. And then depending on how you describe them, I'll pick. I, I can choose what I grab, I guess, if that's okay. Okay. So uh, there are obviously papers that he was writing on that are in here. That is, you feel some like papers, you feel some rustling there. And then you feel a piece of jewelry uh, that is um, like triangular 
uh, that is uh, there. And in your two seconds, that's all you feel. Paper, jewelry, uh, triangular. I got to make a decision. And I can't, I wouldn't be able to pull both, obviously. Nope, just one. I'll go jewelry. Okay, sounds good. You pull it out uh, and you just slip it out. And uh, as you look at it, can you look at it? You're invisible. Well, this is an interesting situation. Is it turn invisible and he not able to view it? If it really needs to, I can like move to a corner and like, or under the table, set it down and see it if I let go. Okay. We'll do that just yeah. for, just so we're not like a timey wimey whatever. <laughs> Error. Cannot Error. compute. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Remy goes, Malamara, please, I beg of you, don't, don't make this more difficult. And please let his, please let him go. Please put down his hand. Please. Uh, Mal will not. I'm sorry. I, I, I just feel very strongly that if I hold my hand here, maybe we'll get some answers. Answers, right? And Gregory, he's going to try to rip his hand out of yours. He's unsuccessful with a five. Yeah. The second one's a natural 20, though, so he does rip his hand out of yours. Because he's trying multiple times to rip his hand out of yours. (laughs) I have a high strength modifier. Let her roll. And he... He shoves against you and goes, please unhand me, Malamara, please. At this time, uh, Leo Sin is like pouring himself a drink and he just downs it all in one. (laughs) He is just like, and Lance, you go over to the corner and you set down this piece of jewelry. And as you do, you freeze in your tracks as this is uh, jewelry of the cult of the dragon. It is blue jewelry. Like the triangles you saw and picked up off the dead cultists back in Greenest. This one has two gems on it and two strands leading down. And very reminiscent, it takes you back immediately to Greenest and to when you infiltrated the cult itself. You're like, whoa, deja vu. But the big jarring thing about this one is that this one seems to be caked with dried blood all over it. Uh, Lance will pick it back up. And, yeah, why not get cocky? Everyone else is being cocky. Why not me? Uh, as everyone's just kind of, like, arguing about, like, hey, like, put him down. And Elmar's like, no, this is it. This is how it has to be. And, like, he finally slips out. Everyone will just see around this this table that we're – there's a table in this room, right? Correct? We'll just see, like, one of these chairs pull out by itself. And then all of a sudden, Lance will just – reappear holding this jewel like up to the light of one of the torches kind of near us go all right now that we've settled that he's a member of the cult and i'll throw it into the middle of the table i think gregor it's time to start telling a truth there's silence gregor I picked that up off of a cultist I encountered. We got into a battle. He almost he almost killed me. And and I and I grabbed grabbed that from him. Well, obviously if this is a valuable piece of the cult, you've obviously told your compatriot about it. Anthar looks to Gregor and goes, "No, Gregor, you haven't shared that with me yet." 
uh, how long ago was this? <laughs> it it was it was so recent. I I haven't had time to share it with you. Uh, it was uh, literally one of the last things I did before I came to Waterdeep. Before I came to this council. And Remy has been uh, investigating at this point, and she goes, "If that's true, Gregor, why does this blood appear to be months old on the pendant?" It. W- w- what are, you ta- what are you talking about? It's muzzled. I. Who needs a zone of truth now? I. I had. I. This is. This. And at this point, Leosin, he's like put down his cup of wine that he has as the room is getting in. In Fleeple, you can hear all of this, of course. Yeah. At this point, just to kind of add to the chaos, you hear from Malamara's satchel. Mal takes it out and looks at the message etched into the stone. Can't find Lance on my way back. (laughs) Mal Um, returns, you should get in here. Things are getting juicy. And Gregor goes, look, it's not this. This. You can't tell that that blood is months old. You're making that up. You're trying. You're. You Harpers are always trying to catch people off guard, even when they're innocent. All right. This is not on me. I am not guilty here. And Fleeple, you open the door and shut it. And there is a, a desperation in this person. And as soon as you open the door, Fleeple. Uh, and you uh, shut it. He goes. Uh, he's sort of like this manic. Like he, you, you can't tell. You're trying to catch me in a lie. And <laughs> uh, oh, darn it! Just darn it! I was doing so good. I was doing so good. <laughs> You really were, though. Oh, you don't know the things that I learned that I heard. You don't know what I gave. I was just merely stalling. And then he looks over to Fleeple for Fleeple to get back in. As he points to Fleeple and casts Disintegrate. Oh, boy. All right, sounds like it's time for a saving throw. Before that happens, Remy is aware and ready, so she's going to try and cast Counterspell first to help you out Mm. before she lets anything go off in front of her. She doesn't quite know what spell he is going to cast, though, so she's just going to... uh, she, She doesn't quite get to the correct level, so she still has to roll um, to see if it gets off here. This is bad if it doesn't work. If Fleeple hits zero, he just turns to dust. Correct. He, uh, she gets a sixteen. She rolled a ten on the die, and then a plus six to, or more than, uh, yeah, plus six to her spell attack modifier. And disintegrate is a sixth level spell. It is a sixth level spell. So as it's a sixth level spell, uh, he goes to cast. It's sickly gray, green. It's the spell itself starts to shriek and scream in the air before she closes his hand with one hand and she literally almost like karate chops his wrist with the other but like punches it uh very uh kung fu style and breaks his hand <laughs> like right in front of you and he screams in pain ah! 
as she just not and Anthar Froom knocks him down to the ground and just pushes him down and holds him there. And at this, the facade starts to fall. Not only the facade, but the illusion starts to fall off of this individual. Instead of nice blonde hair, it is replaced by matty, stringy black hair, the hair that has gone bad, that is looks like has been washed for a while. Instead of a human, beautiful, like, skin, you see that replaced by blue skin. You see this uh, nice, uh, shining armor replaced by the robes of the Cult of the Dragon, some of it being tattered and torn. Others seem to have been uh, worn with honor. And as this blue tiefling is revealed before you, you look up as Fleeple you see that this blue tiefling has a hole in its throat as it just glares at you and stares at you and goes, Well, Fleeple, it's been some time since you betrayed the cult of the dragon. And you see Balam from the caldera as he is seething before the gag is put on his mouth and he is brought up to his feet. And he is just looking at you as feral as he can. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. Man, this is legitimately one of those moments like there's that whole shtick where the person shows up to the bad guy and is like, you killed my father. And the bad guy's like, I don't even remember your father. I literally completely forgot about this dude. <laughs> <I'm Bob>. Yeah. <laughs> well, we killed him. We thought Same. we killed him. Mm-hmm. I think Lance had, yeah, you thought Lance you had killed cut him. his throat you, you, or something. Lance shot an arrow through That's his right. throat. I shot an arrow through him. Which is why he the has tent. the hole. To save Fleeple, uh, oh as you were running after, as Fleeple, you dropped the moonbeam on him yeah. and like burned his like flesh. And I rolled death saving throws for Balam specifically. Oh my uh, gosh. And I had rolled him to be stabilized. Wow. Uh, wow. And uh, I was able to bring him back for this moment. Oh boy. Man, this is actually kind of an interesting full circle because thinking back to the creepy death hallway, I had that conversation with Mal where I was like, I just can't help wondering if it's only a matter of time before some ghost shows back up from my past to haunt me. And now here it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is fun. I've been holding on to this for a while. I'm very happy to be bringing it out. Oh, as always, Ned. Jacob, Mickey, thank you for joining on this week's episode. Listeners, thank you for joining us on this adventure. I hope the reveal was satisfying. If you remembered Balam, you might not have remembered Balam. And if not, that's great. Uh, You will remember Balam (laughs) 2.0? Or rather, what has he become as a result of the Jinx Squad? Uh, If you like what you're hearing on here, uh, this our episodes, please leave us a five-star review on the podcast review choice. It lets us know that you like what we're doing. Uh, It gets us a sneak peek onto uh, where people are as we are getting new and new members uh, join us. And uh, it gets us into other people's recommended feeds, as always. And if you want us to shout you out on a future episode, then you should leave us a five-star review as well. Well, like we're going to shout out McFluff, 
who left stuff as a five-star review, said, thank you for the family-friendly podcast. Uh, I've never claimed that uh, that we are family-friendly. I've said that we're mainly not explicit, but... I'm very touched by the uh, the label that has been put on us there. Uh, McFluff says, It is so hard to find a DMD podcast I can listen to out loud with my kids around. Great characters and a great table chemistry. Thank you. McFluff, thank you for joining along. And if you'd like to be shouted out on the podcast, leave us a review so that we can shout you out. Or... You could shoot us an email as well at iCastFireball2020 where we'll shout you out. Just like we're doing here with Daryl. Daryl says in an email, for some reason I can't write a review on my podcast listener, but dot dot dot. Really love the podcast. Very funny and entertaining and best part, I can listen to this podcast while working at my church without worrying about language and anything else that would not be good. Keep up the amazing work, y'all. Daryl. Daryl, thank you so much for shooting us an email. And we're going to shout out another person uh, as well. This is a longer email uh, who uh, they actually reached out to us before. Uh, This is Elizabeth, a.k.a. Uh, Kara, uh, she's like, as always, today's episode was fantastic. I love how Fleeple consistently doesn't understand how good Constable, bad Constable works. (laughs) 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 Which has been very relevant in the past few episodes here. Uh... And uh, Mal keeps getting left behind. Lance will hopefully have better luck rolling next week. He definitely had a better time this week and rolling. And that strange man in the corner doesn't al- uh, always does a great job on those voices. Thank you so much. Uh, in the outro, you asked for some thoughts on merch, keychains, magnets, stickers, decals, basically things that can be enjoyed by everyone regardless of their size. Uh, Kara, we are working on that. We are actually in the works to try to get some sort of uh, merch store out there. Uh, but Kara, thanks for the uh, returning email uh, and keep listening. Uh, as always, we want to shout out our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where Ned takes uh, a turn uh, at being the game master, the keeper, or the blades in the dark master as well. They've got some amazing uh, campaigns over there. Go listen to them. Some of them are chaotic. Some of them are heartfelt. Some of them are both. Uh, and But <laughs> none of them are neither of those. So you will always have a good time. And don't forget to leave them a five-star review on the way out. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow Wacky Adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around at the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time.